And now, it's time for Lawyers for Jesus Radio, lighting our path through law. A show about faith in the law and in the marketplace. Featuring the partners from the law firm Mauk and Baker. Located in downtown Chicago, Mauk and Baker is nationally known for defending freedom and serving the people of faith. And now, Lawyers for Jesus. Good afternoon. Welcome to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Noel Sterrett. I'm an attorney at the law firm of Malkin Baker in Chicago. We are a law firm in Chicago, Christian lawyers, really helping to serve people in a variety of different areas. I do a lot of litigation, but I also do adoption law. Uh, It's something that I love doing. Uh, It's another way uh, of getting in court, uh, but in a way that really helps me because I believe uh, adoption is dear to God's heart. And uh, today, my guest is Andrew Tofik, uh, a former client of mine, uh, who um, I helped, uh, he and his wife, Ashley, uh, with their adoption of their, their son. So, Andrew, thank you so much for coming on. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, let's talk about adoption. Uh, what really sparked the passion uh, for you and your wife when you thought about adoption? You know, what, what led, led you to, to even think about going on that wild journey? Sure, yeah, I'd be happy to talk about that. Actually, that conversation started a long time ago um, when my wife and I met at a church in Peoria, Illinois, and at that time our pastor was going through an adoption process. And prior to that, even being in the church, I hadn't experienced a whole lot of adoption or seeing other couples that had um, been adopting. But this pastor, like I said, was going through the adoption process, hear a lot about it in the sermons, kind of other people were talking about adoption. And at the time, my wife and I were just dating, but when she, when we were dating, we had talked about, well, what would it be like if we would ad- adopt, and what would that look like? And uh, so we had kind of started that conversation early. Uh, from there, you know, I, I went off to graduate school, we moved, and had other things come along the path, and uh, we still kind of had conversations here and there about it, and knew it was probably... At, at some point, something we wanted to do. Uh, and then, you know, it came time for the adoption, and we started talking about it uh, more in depth and started to think through what that process would look like. And, uh, you know, one thing led to another. And, you know, with with the help of your law firm, you know, we were able to bring Corbin home and, and really be able to bring him into our family and just, and just been so thankful for that process along the way. Great. So in terms of, uh, so this pastor was uh, having sermons and stuff. So how do you see, and maybe your pastor made, helped you connect these dots, how do you see the connection between uh, the gospel, the scriptures, what the church is about, and, and adoption? I mean, because mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it's plain to you, but it's not plain to everybody. Right. One of the things, and I think this is whenever we go through life, we go through a different phase of life and something about the gospel reveals itself to us, right? So maybe whenever we become married, we be, you know, hear more, pay more attention to what it's like between the bride and Christ and, and all that, that, um, that's part of the gospel message becomes uh, more clear to us. Mm. And, and, and there, um, and then, you know, when you have have children of your own and, and then you start to think about that and what that process looks like and, you know, be able to take care of children. And then one part, you know, honestly, that I'd kind of overlooked was this adoption process. And, and in, that, in the sermons that I would hear um, from this pastor, he would talk a lot, of, a lot about all of us are adopted. This is part of the gospel story. This is part of my story. This is part of anyone's story. Whenever God accepts us into uh, our family, we're not just 
being saved. And I think that was the, the term that I had grown up with, but were adopted into his family. And what does that actually look like? And kind of going through this process, I feel like I understand the gospel uh, more fully because of going through that adoption process and, and having more of an understanding, you know, whenever I read you know, something in the Bible about, you know, God accepts us as an heir and a co-heir with Christ and things like that. And now I can look at that through the lens of adoption and that that gospel message becomes so much more clear to me. I'm so thankful for that. That's wonderful. You're listening to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Noel Sturt, an attorney at Malkin Baker. Uh, This is our weekly show in which we talk about a lot of things that God's doing uh, in the law and in the marketplace. Uh, You know, Christian attorneys, um, not everything that we do is so connected with the gospel, but that's one of the reasons why I've uh, really enjoyed developing a, an adoption law practice is because, I, I, as you were saying, uh, there's something so dear to God's heart, something so intertwined with what the gospel is, and it's about. It's about God adopting us as his sons and daughters uh, by kind of the legal work of justification. When Jesus died in, in our place, he we became family, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that is uh, that that is so true. Um, in terms of your understanding of family, uh, how has the adoption process changed that, affected that? You know, your 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 appreciation for family and what family is. Right. Actually, I think in a couple of different ways. I don't know if I mentioned this prior, but you know, we have a, a daughter, a biological daughter that was, um, you know, that came about five years ago, and my son now is about two, a little, almost two and a half, and so it's been just really great to see, you know, kind of the, what it was like before, and bringing our daughter in, and then bringing our son in a few years later, and I think you know, just at the end of the day, you realize just what it means to be able to take care of these children and what just an amazing blessing that is. Sure. And uh, it's, it's just been so great. Um, and I think also kind of just talking about your, your question, I think you just realize just how much more thankful it is, how much more thankful I am because of that family. Um, you know, they, they came kind of through different paths to my wife and I, but just the opportunity that God allows us to watch over these children and, you know, through this, you know, kind of, at times, messy legal process and signatures and things like that. But at the end of the day, God had a plan for us to bring both of these children into our lives, you know, uh, one through the biological process, one through adoption. And they're just both uh, blessings to my wife and I. They're part of our family. And and, um, it's kind of funny now, at times we think of my wife and I will say, do you even remember what it was like before our son was born or before our daughter was born? And both of them are just so fundamental to our family. We couldn't imagine life without them, and we're just so thankful for both of them. Yeah, that's that. That is wonderful. And I think the um, the other thing that I want I, the the church to understand is just the number of children out there uh, that are in need of uh, you know in the adoption uh, kind of uh, context. People talk of forever home or forever family. There are just Tens of thousands in America, and uh, Illinois actually, I think, is in uh, the top five in terms of states with children in foster care. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, daily in Chicago, there are other groups like Safe Families uh, that helps place children that uh, their parent or parent uh, is uh, kind of not able to care for them for a time being. And so uh, this is really what I consider to be a tremendous opportunity for the church uh, to serve in that capacity, to make their homes available, uh, to um, become a father and mother to children in need that may not have them for whatever reason. Um, in terms of what you your experience is, um, are you connected with any other adopted adopted families? Uh, you know, kind of talk to me about the the network or how do you see this inter, um, at work in your church? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I mentioned that this pastor had really, uh, in Peoria, had been talking about adoption. So I remember early on in the process, I would talk to him, you know, what does that look like? You know, what is the process? And he was really in many ways a mentor to help kind of think through a lot of the questions um, with that. And also within our Bible study, uh, we have, you know, another couple, or another individual that's uh, adopted their son. And so we've been able to, you know, kind of get to know them uh, a little bit better and just being able to kind of see adoption kind of um, uh, be fostered in other ways, uh, whether it's here up here in the Chicago area or, you know, um, in the in the central Illinois area. And even when I was at graduate school, we had another close friend that had adopted two babies from China. So it's just been amazing just to kind of compare stories and say, you know, what does your story look like? What does that adoption process look like? In our case, it was uh, domestic and it was across state lines. And in the case of someone from our Bible study, it was it was someone from Haiti. And in, in the case from someone when we were in Missouri, it was people from China. And it's so funny because each of them have their own different story. And just to be able to talk about this is how God moved in our particular way. You know, we didn't think that this would happen. And then God opened this door. This person came in at just the right time. Um, but in the end of the day, we're able to kind of see how God moved in each of these different situations and just how, you know, like I said, he, he made our families complete, you know, and th- through the through the miracle of adoption. That's great. How do you think churches could do a better job of fostering a culture of adoption? Yeah, I think that that's a great question. Um, I think it kind of goes back to our conversation earlier. I think we need to understand that adoption is central to the gospel message. And I think, like I said, you know, so often it can be that, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, here's how a family starts, and then you, over time, you know, have children and things like that. And we don't really think of adoption as part of that equation. And I think it's, to be fair, you know, not adoption may or may not be open to everyone, but sure. I think it's easy to think about where the, these are all these roadblocks along the way, or adoption is difficult, and, you know, and, you know, here are all these questions that you really need to wrestle with. And, yeah, I think that that's true. But I think within the church, if we can say that, um, like I said, you know, this is central to my story, this is central to your story, this is how we came to know God. And I think one of the one of the amazing blessings that I didn't anticipate necessarily happening that was kind of a um, an amazing surprise for me is just the network and how the people came around my wife and I, you know, with our Bible studies saying, you know, here we're praying for you and just to be there each each and every step along the way. And just reflecting back, and the adoption story just isn't my own story. It feels like it's the story of my Bible study. It feels sure. like the, you know the story of my church. Um, so it, it feels like my son isn't my son isn't just my own, but he is the son of kind of of our Bible study, this community that helped us along the way. So even if the adoption may not be you know something I'm going to do for my own family. How can I maybe come along someone that's thinking about adopting, sure. being, praying for them? Maybe I'm really good at planning and I can help with some of those, um, you know, adoption fundraisers, things like that. And, and then and then even if they aren't, like I said, aren't coming into my own home, I can come alongside someone in another way and be part of that adoption process. Yeah, I think that's wonderful. And uh, there's so much that we can talk more about in terms of some of the difficulties, some of the things that you maybe did not expect. Uh, you know, when you're, when you're going into this, we go in with uh, the eyes, we just, we know that we want to adopt, mm-hmm. but uh, not knowing all that was going to be entailed, and I know you know what you and Ashley went through, uh, you know the hurdles and and all the things that you're probably your son's not aware of, uh, you know he probably never will be. But uh, coming up, we'll talk more about that. Uh, thank you for tuning in. You're listening to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. This is Noel Sterrett, an attorney at Malkin Baker. Thank you for listening. We're talking to Andrew Tofik about adoption. Tune in next um, after the break. We're going to talk more about how we uh, cultivate a culture for adoption. Mm-hmm. 
Welcome back to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Noel Sterrett, partner of the law firm of Malkin Baker, and this afternoon we're talking with Andrew Topic about adoptions and his story. And he and his wife's story, uh, they adopted a little boy. I just was privileged to be able to help you with that, the legal process. Uh, and I remember, uh, you know, talking with you guys about uh, the adoption process while you were in the thick of it. Um, and in my experience, a lot of people are surprised uh, where they find out certain things are harder than they thought. Uh, just in your own experience, kind of what were some of the surprises that you had or, and some of the difficulties that you experienced that you perhaps didn't expect? Yeah, I think that that's a great question. And I think to your point that there's really no precedent or there are very few precedents uh, in our daily life that we see with people adoption. You know, some people, um, we may or may not have seen people that have adopted. And so some of, the th- some of these things at first can seem overwhelming, but at time, like I said, everyone has their own adoption process that as we were able to reflect back on and say, wow, this is was such an amazing blessing. I think in our case, one of the things that I didn't anticipate was uh, working with the birth mother. And I think that part I hadn't heard about. As I mentioned earlier, you know, we had some people who had kind of adopted from orphanages, other people that had adopted from elsewhere where, you know, the birth parents were um, involved to varying degrees. I think in our case, one of the amazing blessings was just how much we got to know the uh, the birth mother in our case. And um, my wife in particular would text her, call her, pray with her, different things like that. And uh, that was just an amazing uh, blessing that we hadn't anticipated early on. And and, um, and it just made our uh, birth, uh, our adoption process just even more enriching and something that we're more thankful for. I think another thing that was a little unanticipated was just how much paperwork uh, went uh, went into an adoption process. Uh, and that's actually something that I wouldn't uh, – I don't think necessarily should scare anyone from it, but it was just a little bit uh, uh, not anticipated on my end. And I tend to be not very good with that uh, part of the process, but my wife is just so good with all the details and all these things. And I think just related to that is, you know, your law firm just kind of coming alongside us and helping us along the way. And I think, you know, early on, we didn't quite know how to wade through all this, all these different things. But, you know, when your law firm came on, they helped us manage that process um, to a much, uh, it, it was very smooth, uh, you know, being able to work with you. And, and once again, like my wife just being so organized. So those were a couple of things that I think that comes to mind. Yeah, no, that's for sure. Um, if you're out there listening and you want to go through an adoption process, uh, marry somebody that's very well organized. Right. I think that's <laughs> one tip that is very helpful. Uh, no, it, it's, it's a, a real, I think it's a real eye opener for people when they get involved in the adoption process. Um, I think there's kind of this sense that, I really want to adopt a baby and I just need to sign on the dotted line and be available. Mm -hmm. And then the baby's going to end up in my family somehow. And the the number of, you know, the legal hoops, uh, the paperwork, uh, the the amount of time that it takes, the cost, um, all of these things uh, tend to people catch people by surprise. And I think that's um, I think people they need to understand that we're dealing with a life. So the law takes these things very seriously. And so that's why the courts and the legislatures have put a lot of laws in place uh, to protect the transfer of a child from one person to the other. We don't want, to, uh, we don't want that uh, transfer to be too easy for various reasons. Um, so I, I always encourage people, look, you need to speak with an attorney. If you're even considering adoption, sit down with an attorney, somebody in the adoption context that can help and say, look, at the front end, uh, these are going to be the costs. Uh, you're going to probably have to wait this long. Uh, these are the agencies to work with, the agencies to avoid. Uh, there's a lot out there uh, right now um, 
And I think that's that's something that everybody needs to be aware of. Uh, you're listening to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. We're talking with Andrew Tofik uh, about his adoption experience with uh, that I had the privilege of helping his wife, uh, he and his wife with. Um, any other thoughts on that? Because I think we that's really a, a big thing with a lot of people. Yeah, and I think related to that, I think with all those hoops and all those different things, it makes you, I think in a good way, question what are your motivations for adopting? Is it just because... I want to, and you know, I saw something, or I hear, heard a really good story about the adoption process, or is it something that God's really laid on my heart? And then I think kind of going through that and, and struggling through that process, and, and struggling in a good way, right? Just being yes. able to pursue that uh, makes you really question, okay, why am I doing this? And, and then you realize whenever that time comes, it didn't just happen by accident or um, you know, that this wasn't well thought out or the prayers that went into it weren't directed and with a purpose, right? It, it's something that, um, you know, that, that got it placed on our hearts and something that you know, we really wanted. We knew that no matter how much we had to pursue or no matter how much time and, and signatures and things like that, um, it was something that God had placed on our heart and, and we wanted to make sure happened and, and fulfill God's, God's um, uh, destiny for our, our family in that way. Yeah, I think the motivation thing is, is a key question because I unfortunately I see some, and it's a very distinct minority, of almost thinking like the adopted child is going to be an accessory to the family that will be kind of a, you know, unfortunately I don't like to use these terms, but it's, it's kind of like adding a pet. You know, and and it's it's this. Oh well, look. I think it would be nice to have a child. You know, rather than um, God's calling me to do this, and it's not uh, the selfish motives. Uh, you know, and, and I hate to say that, but that, that it is true uh, that some kind of come into the adoption uh, process with that mindset. Yeah, absolutely, and I think that that's where also getting godly wisdom. Like I said, you know, I was able to talk to people that said you know, watch out for this or make sure you're praying, you know, this type of prayer or, you know, look at this family and then see, you know, how God's working in, in that particular way so that whenever you go into it and when you're, you're trying to frame your heart as to, you know, what God has for you and your family, you go into it with the right motives and you go into it with the right understanding. And I think when those, you know, kind of blips along the way or some of those um, those bumps along the way happen, you realize in the end, you know, why you're doing this. And, it, and it's all worthwhile because if you have that right mindset, you know, even if there are things that come along that are unexpected, you know, God's really placed that on your heart. Yeah. And so let's, I mean, one of the other things, with all these things that are so unexpected, um, a lot of the, there are, there are a lot of variables too, that even, a, yeah, even an attorney is going to tell you, look, here are the things you can expect. It's going to cost a lot of money. It's going to take more time than you want. Um, it's going to take more paperwork than you want. But then there are all these other variables. You've got not only a judge that's going to be looking at this, but you're going to be going through agencies. Agencies introduce different factors. Then you've got, obviously, the birth parents. Uh, there's the mother and father. Sometimes one, the father's not in the picture. Um, but when you look at this, you know, I'm also a very type A. I like to plan everything, um, which is good for the practice of law, but sometimes it inhibits my ability to walk in faith. Mm -hmm. Uh, Talk to us about the faith journey about that you and Ashley went in together, and you probably went through different ones separately, too. What does it look like? How do you approach a situation where there is so much to be that you can't plan for, uh, the variables? How how would you uh, counsel people in that situation? Yeah, I think that's a great point. I think what's important to understand is 
your understanding of faith whenever you go into it will look different when the process starts than when you're able to look back on it. You know, that, that there's going to, that journey will look different for everyone, but God will reveal something to you. And I think it's important to know just because you don't have all the answers up front, you know, I, I t- tend to be more conservative in my decision making. I like to have, you know, everything lined out and know exactly, you know, how the dominoes are going to fall. But just because you don't have all those reasons, if God has placed something on your heart and if he's asked you to step out in faith, and if this is kind of this, this need and desire to adopt, you know, is still with you, um, you know, God will take care, of, um, take care of things along the way. You know, as long, you know, also keep in mind that seeking out godly wisdom, you know, uh, law, you know, and uh, making sure that all those things are in place. And I think, you know, just talking with different people and, and sometimes those questions or those perceived hurdles can say, well, I don't really know everything up front, so I'm not really going to jump into this process. And and even sometimes, you know, I might be talking with people, but, you know, there's still that kind of um, desire to adopt along the way. But not having all those answers up front uh, can be said, well, you know, because I don't have those, I'm not, I'm not going to pursue that. But I think, I'd like I said, I just go back to knowing that where you start, God's going to teach you something along the way. Actually, kind of coincidentally, my church just sang a song that I think one of the lyrics is, uh, never once did we ever walk alone. And so even if you don't really know, you know, what that journey will look like, just know that God's with you along the way, and he's going to make sure, you know, that what he's called you to, and he's going to work it out, you know, for the good of the family, for the good of the child, and and ultimately for his kingdom. What do you think, uh, and you've talked a lot about your experience, um, do you think Ashley learned something different, or how would, was her experience any different than yours? Or, uh, I mean, you're looking back at through your hindsight. Uh, has she relayed anything about what God's matured her in that that you can share on the air? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think this is kind of both of our both of us is just just what it means to trust God along the way. You know, one of the things that we kept going back to is you know, and you know, in a lot of sermons and things like that, we hear about the Israelites, or sometimes we hear about the disciples, how, you know, they trusted God, and then something challenging happened, and then, you know, everything, um, you know, kind of fell through, and they kind of lost their way. And, and then we look back on some of those verses, say, well, how could they not trust God? He had, he had taken them thus far. Sure. You know, how can they lose faith along the way? And we kept going back to that along the way, and I think that's true for Ashley and also true for myself. And, and we said, you know, I, this is us along the way. You know, like something unexpected happened or, you know, Noel and his office called us with this information. Everything's going to fall through. But, you know, I think we just kind of kept going back to, you know, God took us thus far, and we were going to trust him to take that next step. Um, this is something that's placed on our heart, and let's continue to step out in faith, even if we don't have all that information. So I think if she would hear, hear and just from our conversations we have as we reflect back on that journey, I think that's kind of been a big lesson for us. And in the end, you know, God has a blessing. He had had the blessing through adoption for us. And um, also, I think that blessing was much greater than we could have even ever anticipated. Amen. You know, we had heard these stories of other people, and we see other people's families being complete. But just that adoption, what that blessing looks like in our own family was even more that we could have, well, could have even um, imagined. Thank you so much for coming on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's such a blessing uh, to see your family. You're listening to Lawyers for Jesus. Uh, this was our week's show. We talked about adoption and God's work. Uh, if you're looking to adopt, give us a call at Malcolm Baker, 312-726-1243. My name's Noel Starrett, attorney at Malcolm Baker. This is our weekly show, Lawyers for Jesus Radio. You could look us up online at malkbaker.com. Tune in next week for Lawyers for Jesus Radio. Gonna have to save somebody. 
Samson. 